you know, we've been uh, bitching about Skype and its um, uh, UI choices uh, 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 corresponding to Microsoft, but have you ever used the um, the now Microsoft product? It started as uh, Wunderlist, Wunderlist, but now it's becoming To Do. Yes, back when it was Wunderlist, I did, but I haven't tried the new new thing. The new the new one is great. They oh, um, cool. the U, the UI is fantastic. It's better than when it was Wunderlist. Oh, awesome! I should check it out. What's it? It's called To Do. Uh, yeah, and it's part of the part of the whole Outlook suite. Yeah. Oh, cool! I'll get on it. I you know it's a. Uh, certainly a pastime of mine exploring every to-do list option available to me oh yeah <laughs> yeah there was just i listen on occasion to um do you ever listen to grumpy old geeks that podcast no it's interesting it's it's been around for a long time i mean as these things go uh-huh. and and their core content is really good although they're a little uh old white guy uh-huh, uh-huh. i mean look who's talking now but the um <laughs> There's definitely some stuff that gets a little uncomfortable, and I've kind of flirted with mm. stopping listening. I mean, not like they would care, but um, just because I don't want to support them with that one extra yep. hit on the download. Yep. Although, man, I, I really appreciate some of the content. But anyway, they, they were talking about some kind of like a clipboard sharing and managing thing where you copy something on your computer, and then it is effectively added to the clipboard of all of your devices, which sounded pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Hey, you want to introduce ourselves in the beginning oh, yeah, for let's once? Do it. Yeah, welcome to Opposable Thumbs, a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge uh, now once a week as opposed to every two weeks, sort of, and talk about our accomplishments, mm-hmm. failures, and lessons learned. My name is Rob Ray. I use he, his gender pronouns. I'm a designer by day and an artist by night, and I make music and objects using the name Shimmering Trash Pile. And I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm an artist, educator, DIY enthusiast, CAD CAM evangelist, Midwestern Viking, noted tall person, uh, full-time uh, a preschool teacher, apparently, and yes. I'm a he-his kind of guy. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Weird me out. Yep. Whenever I get a chance to take a nap, I mean, my kid stopped napping when she was like one day past two years old. Uh-huh. Oh, no. But, but lately, right now, if my if my wife is able to hold it down temporarily, I close my eyes and just the instant i close my eyes i'm waking up to the alarm <laughs> it's amazing so audrey and i we got married uh right pretty much like a year after year or two after september 11th and we'd sort of put off taking a big trip and so finally we decided oh, we're gonna go to italy and then that happened to be the year that i got in uh, ars electronica in austria oh, yeah. so like we kind of planned this crazy trip but we were gonna head out there and taking you know the classic flight where you got to leave the house at 3 30 in the morning or whatever and so the, uh, you know, this is back in the day when you called and scheduled a cab and mm-hmm. so on. And mm-hmm. and so the cabbie showed up with another cabbie. So there were two cars and, and we talked to the cabbie and he was like, oh man, listen, I'm just, I'm so tired. I can tell I'm not safe to drive. So oh, no. I got my buddy to come pick you up. And we're like, oh, you know, that that's really cool. Like that guy's being really self-aware. Well, the second cabbie was just as tired, but he was willing to take us. <laughs> oh, no. So, so we're in the car and the cabbie's up there, like, being real quiet. And then I see him kind of put both of his forearms on the wheel and sort of lay his head down on it. And I kept having to say, you know, dude, dude, wake up. And so he's, like, barely keeping it awake on the way up to, you know, O'Hare. And then finally he says, oh, geez, I just can't stay awake. Let me put some music on it. We think, great. So he, he put in a Bob Marley CD. <laughs> it's like like the last thing you would play when you're trying to... To stay awake, but you yeah, know, we, yeah. We, we 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 survived. Wow! It, there was like a there was like a John Hughes 
um, you know, going across seven lanes of traffic to get into the um, outbound flights lane. But then uh-huh. after that, we were we were good to go. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Cab cabs. I mean, they're still around, but boy, they've really that whole industry's really been turned upside down. Yeah. Move fast and break things, Rob. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I blame you people for that. I'm yeah. I mean, I've written some PowerPoint <laughs> decks that are regrettable. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, you know, just, you know. Wow, do you think you have any of those around? I might have a couple. I might have a couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just realized um, what an interesting resource SlideShare might be. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Do people still use that thing, SlideShare? It was like Maybe. a way you could, like, have an interactive slide. You would People who used to kind of post slide decks as their, like, yeah, like Prezi would it be another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I wonder that was names big like for that a while. just make my skin crawl. Totally. Yep. <laughs> yep. Prezi. Yeah. I think uh, Audrey found one that she was laughing and laughing about with like a bro startup culture. So somebody came up with a service, which I can only assume lasted for five seconds, uh, but you know, got like five hundred million dollars. Uh, it was supposed to like pick up and wash your laundry as if there weren't other solutions for that. And it was called Washio. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to Google it and see if it still exists right now. Taylor, I have, um, I have some links to share. We'll do link sharing up front. We never normally do it up front. Why not? Turn it upside down, Rev. Yeah. The world could be over tomorrow. It's true. Do you know, uh, let me make sure. Let me see. Winter Garten, Winter Garten. Winter Garden, yeah, you talk about the marble machine, marble machine person, yeah. Um, yes, I mean, so uh, not sure of his pronoun, but I'll say he he's been working on, you know, this version two for quite some time, and it is mm. a spectacular object. But um, I thought I think I I think I subscribed to his. I don't know. I don't know how I got to it, but um, you know, I see his videos around. They're they're highly trafficked, but. He has one that's called Learning How to Focus and Achieve My Goals. And it's 21 minutes long. And yeah. it's pretty great. Like, uh, it's not something, it's not like you're going to leave the video with, you know, a checklist of three things that you have to change in your life to do differently. But he does talk about what he did diff- is doing differently and how it's working. And he also has just such a nice video editing style. Like, he's interspersing him just working on the machine while he's talking and it's yeah, he's a really creative guy really just kind nice of yeah cross-modal yeah yeah really creative i think it's a thing like it's not like i'm going to take away a few things but i'm taking away like look I mean, like looking, I mean, i'm not going to learn anything yeah let's like, not- <laughs> yeah yeah let's not get too crazy <laughs> but but like I'll, I'll summarize it's not going to spoil anything but like one mm-hmm. of the things he decided to do is he was going to sort of pare back the the psychic noise in his life, like in Mm. order to make the thing that he's in in order to more strongly foreground the thing he's doing right in front of him at all times. Uh Um, and it seems like it's, it's working well for him, but like that sort of thing is a thing. Like, I don't actually know if I can do, but like, I was really excited that he is finding it useful. And he talks about not just that as a technique, but like the ways it makes him feel. And um, I thought that was really cool. So anyway, it's called Learning How to Focus and Achieve My Goals. I'll put it in uh, show notes and um, people can check it out. It's quite good. 20 minutes. I saw, I saw another video that person did where, because uh, they have so many people, I think the Marvel Machine's been out for at least a couple of years. So there's been time for 
the community to respond to and so on. So lots of mm. other people made mm-hmm. kind of takeoffs on it or, or, you know, like tribute videos for it or whatever. And so he has this entire video where he just queues up a bunch of other people's tributes and then watches them. And so he's down in the corner, kind of green screened, oh, like he's doing wow. a video tutorial. Uh-huh. And he's just laughing and celebrating and saying, oh, this is so great. And look at that one. And That's yeah, really so cool. he he's the sort of um, the positivity that he embodies is great. But then he's also got like the mad making skills to back it up. Yes, he sure does. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, there's nothing cooler than that. Yeah, yep. like somebody that realizes, you know, I got my act together and there's no need to be threatened by anything. So yeah, yeah. let's do it. The other thing I'll share is, I guess two more things. Um, so Dead Tech, Taylor, that's a space you and I both uh, spend a lot of time in and it's a mm-hmm. space we ran together for some time. I um, miss it every weekend. I know, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, mm, yep, okay. Um, so I've been <laughs> posting videos up from old shows mostly of the performances at deadtech.net so if you're ever curious about what dead tech was um occasionally i throw i like uh render a mini dv tape into digital um mp4 file and upload it to uh vimeo and so if you go to deadtech.net you can see uh some of the old stuff that used to happen there and that's uh, been fun to do uh the third thing I'll share is a project that I've been working on at work for a very long time that is now finally live. And that is the JPL's uh, COVID-19 ventilator device called Vital. Red. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Oh my gosh. Um, it, was, it's, it still is a large chunk of my work life right now, uh, but it was the entire chunk of all my life for almost four weeks. And so... Um, I just wanted to let people know that the JPL has um, created a ventilator, two ventilators. One is pneumatic and one is compressor based. Um, but the other internals are largely the same. And um, companies and other people who are interested in licensing the ventilator can freely do so. You just have to go to, uh, this is a slightly strange URL. I'll link it in show notes. MedEng, like medical engineering, medeng.jpl.nasa.gov. And um, you can sign up and just learn more about the device, see photos, etc. I was the um, lead UI designer for the front panel, which is really fun and hard and neat to work on um, and very hard to do all nearly all remotely. But uh, it's out. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, you should also throw up a link to that. Um, did, did you make a direct appearance in the uh, YouTube video that was talking I, about that thing? I may have. Um, a lot of those calls, there were so many different like zoom WebExes calls. I have no right. idea which ones I was in and not in that made it in there. Um, I haven't looked at it too closely. A couple of people said they thought they heard my voice, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> the, uh, I mean, it's interesting too, cause, uh, talking to you and this is mm-hmm. demonstrated through the podcast. I mean, you were, you were feeling kind of down, kind of low during the period where that project was coming to a completion. And I know part yeah. of it was, you were talking about like, um, multiple day, all-nighters and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah. that's just so interesting because for once we made something, and I say we, meaning you, but as as a, per, a representative of the maker community, it made something that matters and there's no two bones about it, you know, as opposed to like our navel-gazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. So it's fascinating that you were working on that so hard and it seemed like feeling sort of creatively frustrated at the same time. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it was... Um, just energy based like i like 
the day I joined the project, I came onto a conference call at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I got off of that conference call at 10.45. Yes. <laughs> and because they just kept bringing people onto the call and off the call and onto the call and off the call and like doctors and stuff. So um, Plus, I imagine you just had to sit tight for quite some time, right? Yeah. Before you and, could really just, start working on it. Exactly. Just absorbing all the information, interviewing nurses and stuff. And so, yeah. Uh, and then at, at, at 1045 or something, I then, we then had to decide like the, the time window we have to get the doctors and stuff back on is 845 the next morning. So, <laughs> so I had to s- start work at 1045 and then finish by 845. And then I was on calls with them from 845 till 2 PM. So Wow, that's rad, it was, dude. It was really bonkers. Um, yeah. I think also I got to the place where, you know, with anything that you work on so intensely, whether it's like your CNC project or, or any anybody's art projects what, that you've sort of been committed to for a long time, you can kind of only see the problems, you know? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, the it warts. was, yeah. yeah, like so many things I want to change, but there's just not, we're just not there. So if there's another version of it comes out or something, we'll work on it. But you, you deserve a, a bit of a victory lap on that one. Yeah, thanks. Insert celebration noises here. <laughs> we do need to get a reggaeton horn button. Can, can that do. be our next? I, I have a sound project I'm working on. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the the, the sound thing I'm working on, uh, it's going to take a little while to get it together. But uh, I've talked about this friend of mine in the past, Ronnie Gonzalez, who's a um, mm-hmm. Chicagoan who has had a lot of uh, funny stuff happen to him. He's a really good storyteller. He's done a bunch of bartending. He's, I think, delivered fish and medical oxygen and all this different stuff, but is just kind of like a super mensch, like the, the uh-huh. uber mensch. Uh, and so he, right before all this started, he was getting ready to start his own podcast and he bought like the really, what's that really awesome road mixer that has the rainbow buttons on it and <laughs> he got all the, all the cool stuff and set it all up in his basement. And then the next day, none of his friends could come over because they started oh. the lockdown. Oh, no. Um, so I'm going to try to work with him to get his, I mean, maybe he doesn't want this help, but I've been talking to him about trying to sort of produce one of his stories um, to help him like figure all his settings out and everything. So it's something that he can work on um, before all his buddies come back. So, oh, so we'll great. see if that, but in, in any yeah. case, we'll get him on the podcast and we can talk to him. And so he's a really funny guy. Also, I start. I got my um, uh, Prusa up and running. Yes, uh, Mark three. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. So when I put it together, just for anybody else that's working in a Prusa right now, I ran into just a couple of little issues. And so for anyone else who's currently building it, one of the interesting ones was, um, I'll have to reread it, but in the very thorough documentation they do, I think they are not explicit about where to do the wire run for the X motor. I could be Mm. wrong about that, but I, I got it wrong in the outset. So I tried to loop it around the bottom of the electronics case and so when I would go to do my homing, when the whole thing got put together, the machine would go to home Z and it wouldn't be able to get all the way up to the top of the run because the X cable would start uh-huh. to pull. Uh-huh. And so it, it would error out on Z. And I spent all this time troubleshooting the Z axis when it was a physical limitation because of the wire run of the oh, X axis. Yikes. Um, and that was one that I didn't figure out until I was just walking around it while it was running with a kind of open mind and then just happened to see the motion, you know. Um, and then also I had one, um, I think one improperly tapped hole 
in one of the pieces that like there's a couple pieces on the thing that are big, you know, laser cut or water jet cut pieces of steel. And so one of my holes that was pre-tapped had some um, um, poor threads in it or something like that. So mm-hmm. I was almost done with the thing. And then I was screwing in that last screw on the bed and it was starting to get bound up. Oh. And so I had to clear it with an M3 tap, which not necessarily everybody would have handy. Yep. yep. Um, but apart from that, it, it went together really smooth. I mean, I put it together while a kid was jumping all over me and I wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. And so and then I've printed a couple test prints, but man, I'm just, I'm so impressed with how far, um, just a consumer level, you know, DIY kit stuff has come. Uh, especially the mesh bed leveling, man. It's just, uh, yeah. I remember Chris Riley talking about that, like a distant dream when we were working on these things, but we just didn't have the, um, you know, the engineering in yep. our backgrounds to organize something like that. You know, shout out to M3 screws. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand what they were, I guess, until like maybe five years ago or something. So Metric school screws generally or M3 specifically. I have a very home store relationship with nuts and bolts, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if you go to home Depot, there are, there, they don't carry M3 screws, right? Order like, 20 or die. Oh, it just doesn't go down that small. It doesn't. Yeah. And they, uh, they have no, they may have some metric screws, like in those weird drawers that cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You, and you kind of know like, okay, yeah, there's other small screws in the world, like for computer cases, right? Which are often M3 or M2, M2, M3 in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then like it hit me like, oh, I can just, I can just acquire those and then I can use them. Now, so we don't get angry letters from Home Depot legal. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It does look like they have that at this point, although I'm oh. right there with you that I, I, I had a poor knowledge of the M3. Um, I mean, I went to Ace Hardware once and they tried to charge me the price per foot per inch. And so I was going to buy some chain or rope or something and they, yeah, it'll be $78. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, part of it could be it's not the friendliest of things to look for Yeah. in a position like that. But it would appear that today, at least as of right now, they are stocked uh, in the South Loop in Chicago. In store. Wow. In store. Yeah. That's great. Okay, cool. That's good to know because when I run out, I don't I don't like to I don't like to buy screws online because you you're like you get in that thing where like, well if I spend twenty dollars I can get five hundred. And it's like, yeah, but oh, I yeah. only need three. <laughs> but you know, yeah. You know, McMaster is not great for yeah raw materials like metal. Yeah. Like metal stock in terms of price. But oh man, they're a fastener selection. Oh, um, good to know. Yeah, yeah. And then I think LA is where they have one of their uh, five or so big distribution centers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would I would recommend one of these days just, um, you know, buying all the all the screws. Yeah, that's you a know, good point. Give yourself a hundred bucks and just like do it up. McMasterCar.com. For anybody who doesn't know it, it's really great. You used to work at McMastercar. I think we may have mentioned that on the podcast before. Yeah, uh, McMaster.com, if they're they're looking it up. Yeah, I was working there, what would it have been, like 2005, 2004 or 5, straight out of grad school, and we were still working on terminal, like mainframe stuff, Uh and they had this big problem, and forgive me if I've told the story before, but they just did so much money every day that they couldn't switch everybody, like overnight, if they were to switch everybody over to um, PCs and it's it, it and it shut down the business for a day, they would just lose like such an incredible amount Oof. of money. They go out of business or something. Like oh my that. God. So they, yeah, because you know the the government would call and just say, oh, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of blah, and that would just happen, you know, once yep. an hour or something. Yeah. Um, so I was I was on part of the team that was starting to experiment with 
just working, we would actually search the public website because it's so great yeah, as an internal tool. Um, but it's also because it's so well illustrated yep. and most of the things that are on there, you can get 3d models of too and download them for free. That's cool. Um, so if there's some, you know, exotic pump or whatever, or, um, a hub or that you want for your design, you can download it. It'll have all the proper threads in it and distances and everything. So it's a useful tool, even if you don't purchase anything. I wonder who does the illustrations for McMaster. That would be really cool person to meet. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it was an interesting place to work. It's it's privately owned, so they could mm. kind of make any rules that they wanted. Uh-huh. Um, I found the sales thing just completely soul crushing. Yeah, not any fault of theirs really, but um, you know, if you didn't have a lot of education and you were working that job, I think you could send all of your kids to college for free, and it's yeah. just like they had these incredible incentivizing programs but it really wasn't aimed at um you know the soul of an artist was a little lost in the um, sales pool that's for sure yeah (laughs) taylor i I hate to do this but every couple years i ask you taylor to do your mcmaster car voice (laughs) mcmaster car this is taylor (laughs) yes oh my gosh it's so good yeah the sense the sense memory oh man that's so good Uh, Oh, that's the best. Okay. Um, uh, do you, yeah. oh, do you, you're, you're still working on your project then? Yeah. Yeah. So Thanks. I got to get Ronnie pinned down cause he, he's still essential enough that he's working nine. I mean, that dude has like four jobs at a time. So he'll tell us about it. I'm sure. But I, I got to get him nailed down in the evenings or something to get our little project together. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I reached out to some people to have him on. I think I just let him know you know, why don't you just come on and talk about your practice generally? Yeah. So there's not the pressure of, but I think we can kind of keep the themes running for anyone out there who wants to participate. Yes. I just made, for example, on the, on the Prusa, I made a little, um, a strap that runs across the back of your head that takes the strain off your ears for people that are using, you know, that style. And it didn't work perfectly, but there were, you know, like, as always, there were a couple things about the design that worked in the first go. And then there's a couple things that didn't, so I'll refine that. Um, yeah, what else is there to update on? Uh, I think that's about it for me. Cool. I'll mention the project yeah. I'm working. I worked. I worked on. I completed, which is the making a map from memory. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> um, the next one I'm going to tackle, Taylor, is the one you gave me, which is to copy someone else's style, which I yeah. still have in my head. So I'm excited to try that. Excellent. Uh, cool. Let me. I've, um, I've got another. I've got oh. another challenge. I'll just put out there. Do it. Yeah. And you yeah. can put it in your back pocket, or everybody can do it. But I had all my students make um, a uh, a shelter in place recipe. So I know a lot of people oh. are having to get kind of creative. I mean, yeah. for some people, it's a win just to get like a bowl full of carbs on the table. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then for other people, I think you know they may be in a situation where they can't get a lot of fresh vegetables or whatever yeah. it happens to be. Although, man, I'll tell you, in places, in some places in Chicago, the vegetables move so fast now. They're like brand new every time. Anyway, not everyone's situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, so take a look at the kind of things that you're eating and preparing and then try to find a way to render that as a recipe, which might also include acknowledgments of the crazy situation you're in, in nice. terms of being stuck at home and how you have access to food and how you're pinched for time or, or maybe you've got a ton of time on your hands and you're yeah. super bored and lonely or maybe you have dinner parties with people on zoom or whatever. So make a recipe. And then I've been putting stuff up under, 
um, the hashtag opposable underscore podcast. Yep. And also um, hashtag COVID tivities. <laughs> That's another place you can put your. Uh, yeah. So so do that. That's great. My recommendation. Cool. I'm, I'll, I'll, I already have one for that, too. So. Wow. This mm-hmm. might be the first challenge where I already have one in my, my in my head. Dude. Taylor, it only took like three years for me to. There it is. You, to have an idea you right internalized away. Internalized it. Yeah. Yeah. It only took a global pandemic for me to change my brain. Um, well, I, I mean, I think, you know, Rob, I've, I've, I think for a long time I've felt kind of self conscious about how non prolific I am, right? So I do, uh-huh. particularly through the podcast, I do a lot of stuff, but in terms of it turning into what would be recognizable to the academic institution, yeah. like, you know, crystallized for a solo show or whatever. I mean, I have very few projects compared to the amount of time I've been working. Uh-huh. And just, you got to get right with it, man. Yeah. Like slow and steady, baby. Yeah. Mm. You know? Hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Rob. You only made a uh, life-saving ventilator interface. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you at least allow that? Can that be like the currency that purchases you some space? So whenever that sort of, awful part of your brain says let's feel bad about something you're like fuck you man and then you you can at least flash that for i don't know can you give yourself a week to feel better okay about yourself yes yes i can (laughs) good i mean i it's such a cool project that i am gonna feel better about myself because i work in proximity to you and i'm (laughs) like well if he did this cool thing that maybe i'm all right you know what i mean yes here's here's the reason why i said yes is because I did a thing that to me is personally just the most outrageous thing I could do, which is I posted a link to the project on my profile on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Could you? You went corporate. The ultimate in personal uh, patting yourself, oneself on one back. You want other people to know about that so they can get in touch with you with other yes. cool stuff to do, right? Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you might be able to help more if people become aware of it. Yeah, don't I know. be, yeah, don't be I self-conscious, know. man. I know. Oh, Patreon supporters, thank you, Patreon supporters, Wesley Alice, Charlie McBride, Adam Mayer, Deb Chatra, Blondie Hacks, Nick Kantar, Walter Kutundu, and David Bellhorn. They're our top Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them in our League of Patreon Supporter Badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us. Anything you can donate really helps keep the podcast going. And it's been covering our hosting fees for the past um, little while, which is really awesome. So thanks so much. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. You can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. Taylor, that's it. What was the challenge again? Shoot. Oh, making a food. Yeah, make make a make a COVID recipe. Yes, got it. Yep. It yep. just acknowledges everything weird that's going on, but also the fact that you got to you got to keep going. You got to keep your body consuming the things. All right, everybody. Um, uh, for those of you out there that are uh, organizing your studio, that's something that I need to do. And um, I know, I think that right now, yeah, there's that sort of awful, insidious notion that you'll do these things, these unusual things that you've been planning to do. Uh, but everyone needs that workspace, right? So make yourself a little place to be creative or relax or do whatever. It's worth it for sure. I, ha- I have my chore of the... Oh, yeah. What's that? My chore of the week is sweeping for the second time. You are you are very dust focused, my friend. I've been very dust focused. I know. I, I don't know why. but, but <laughs> The I, California there's, thing? There's like a, it's easy to sweep. Not easy to sweep, but it's one thing to sweep once and be like, oh, I got the big hunks. 
but that mm-hmm. second that second one really works in in the in the same go yeah in the I same go okay. exactly Whoa. yeah 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 look at you man Stay safe.